I didn't hear you count. Um, <laughs> We're recording. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, welcome back to the Muscle Mentors podcast, people. Um, this is a disclaimer um, before we get into anything. This is our least educational episode, probably not at all educational. I disagree. Yeah, okay. It will be educational, but not in the sense that we're usually um, educational. Um, and we are basically joined by, so Cal and I are joined by Mike, the Biscuit Baron, Dr. Mike, and Amelia Thompson, the Donut Queen, <laughs> to have a chat. We're going to call it a food cast. I don't know if that's too derivative of Joe Jeffries and Christian's carbs cast, but we'll, um, and we're just going to talk our favorite foods for it and have a nice discussion that is just generally quite amusing and takes people's minds off stuff and it was inspired by dr mike who did a wonderful segment on biscuits in the recent COVID 19 summit which while i was watching i forgot about everything's bad in the world so it was a it was a nice it was a nice little segment and it inspired this podcast so i thought i'd put together this wonderful wonderful crew so we could also we can have a good debate and also put to rest, which is the best chocolate bar. <laughs> anyway, um, so thank you guys for coming on. Thanks for having us. And um, I mean, do we need to do a introduction? What everyone's been up to? I think it'd be nice. What has everyone been up to? Mike, do you want to start? Oh, okay. I was going to let Amelia go first because oh, you know, oh, lightness and all that. But let's do it. Amelia, you go first. Okay. It's okay. Talk to Mike. Go ahead. Luke doesn't have manners. Oh. <laughs> um, so I have been up to uh, isolation mm-hmm. and a bit of work and I've been doing a bit of um, writing of articles and doing of Instagram lives. I did an Instagram live charades last night, which was fun um, and lots of podcasts and things and scheming. Mm. All right, media. Very similar, isolating and podcasting and lives, yeah. and uh, that's kind of about it. And also, actually, writing a new education course with ESG Fitness, so that's going well and that's taking up a lot of time. But good time, which is called EIQ Nutrition. What does that stand for? So it's kind of like IQ, right? But we want a sense of the whole fact that emotions are involved, and because there's a whole compassionate undertone to the course an evidence-based compassionate undertone to the course so eiq is about your emotional intelligence as well as obviously your iq being you know what an iq is because actually you do unfortunately have quite a high one so it's about the course is like i don't take the compliment i know they don't happen that often (laughs) but the course is like an evidence-based nutrition course but like i said with that kind of um compassionate mindfulness undertone through it that's pretty exciting yeah that is pretty cool um and what is it aimed at gem pop or coaches it's it's more aimed at gem pop but coaches we've had quite a bit of interest from coaches who want the education to in terms of how they can help people it's much more people focused than kind of the hardcore physiology side of it so we have had quite a bit of interest in coaches but it is aimed at people really to help themselves and their families and their friends Mm. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. I'm sold. Excellent. So, <laughs> no, uh, um, so anyway, should we kick this off? Let's do it. I mean, everyone, Cal, no one needs to know what you're up to. You're just 
Spent most of the time in my garage, mate, preparing this uh, home gym. So he's not even in check-ins anymore. Sorry, clients. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so we're going to kick it off because I don't know who has been following these three. I'm sure everyone's followed them, but there was a debate that's got sparked recently between, like, I don't know where, where it was whether the crunchy is the best chocolate bar or not. Um, so we're going to each rank our top three chocolate bars and then kind of debate out whether that's the case or not. <laughs> like, well, who's justified or not? If we, I don't think, I mean, it would be miraculous if there's any category that we all agree on, um, which is, I think, the sub, like, the sub aim of this whole thing is to see if we can all agree. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we'll come to you first, Amelia, because we will initiate with the female guest. <laughs> what... Um, what are your top three favorite chocolate bars and why? Mm, okay, number one, dairy milk caramel. Number two, dairy milk cold nut. Number three, boost bar. Because they're all pretty dense and density is good. And they're all dairy milk, they're all Cadbury, and Cadbury is the best chocolate. And. Mm, don't really have much more rationale than that. They're just delicious. That's pretty good okay. rationale. Thanks. Thanks. I'm not sure. I mean, we'll we'll get to disagreements later, but I, I'll start off with throwing a little question mark over Dare Cadbury's being the best chocolate. I mean, question mark, question mark. <laughs> oh, we've got a shaking of the head of, from Dr. Mike there about Cadbury's. I'm oh. shaking my, no, no, I'm not shaking it about Cadbury's. I'm shaking it about Luke. Excellent. Oh. You don't think Cadbury's is? Better? I think Cadbury's is is reign supreme for me, and I, I'll tell you why. <laughs> so, um, Cadbury's chocolate, like to me, is is the epitome of what chocolate is supposed to taste like. It's creamy, it's milky, it's it's standard chocolate. I would say that that Lindt chocolate is is better, but when but I don't think that Lindt can be in the same category because Lint doesn't really make chocolate bars and things like that. So you, I'm speaking at the moment. So let me finish what I'm saying and then you can, <laughs> you can have your say. Um, I think that when you're talking about, a, like for me, like I, there's, there's a difference between eating chocolate and eating a chocolate bar. Now I love dairy milk, but I probably, if someone said you can have like a tablet of chocolate, would you, do you want some dairy milk or do you want some lint extra creamy? I probably would go for lint, right? Um, but when it comes to chocolate bars, like you can't really, you can get a Lindor bar, but it's, it's not quite a bar. It's not, it's not got the density that Amelia's talking about. So I, I would still class it as chocolate, like different flavors of chocolate rather than a chocolate bar, which to me is chocolate that, that incorporates something else into a bar form that has a very specific size, a very specific, you know, density level. You eat it through biting, not through breaking pieces off and putting them in your mouth. So, like, I think it is a very different thing. Like, I wouldn't even really consider a Kit Kat as a chocolate bar, really. It's more of like a biscuit. So, um, to me, it, the, when you're talking about your favourite type of chocolate, really, it's only between, like, Galaxy, like the Mars-type chocolate, and Dairy Milk. Those are really the only two contenders when it comes to chocolate bars. Um, and I think that, that when you put them in the different categories, you're, you're really considering the difference between heroes and celebrations. That's the categories that we're talking about if you want to simplify it. So the, the chocolate in Cadbury's is infinitely superior. And I think that's because the chocolate in like Galaxy chocolate 
is vastly influenced in flavor by other things that you've eaten in the close proximity. Like sometimes galaxy chocolate can taste absolutely wonderful. And sometimes it has this weird sort of musty, almost stale taste to it. And I think that's based on what you've had nearby. What have you had nearby? Well, I think like if you, if you have it very close to eating savory food, for example, I think like, I think it tastes funny. Like if you have it near fizzy drink, not near fizzy drinks, like I mean near in time wise, um, I think that it can it can taste really funny and it it loses its creaminess as well. It's good texture, but there's something about the taste. Sometimes it's perfect, sometimes it's not. So I have a question then. Where does like isn't Nestle ranking in there somewhere? Oh no, 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 no. As in, as in in the bar category because they're not Galaxy or Cadbury's, right? Well, Nestle don't really make thought, chocolate well, bars, though, do they? Isn't Yorkie a Nestle bar? No, it, it all changed because I think Nestle or Roundtree's got bought by, like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of confusion between branding, I think, when it comes to that. Nestle used oh. to do chocolate bars. You remember Nestle used to do, um, in fact, Nestle Crunch is an incredible chocolate. Like, I'm a massive fan of that, but they don't really make many chocolate bars. I've got one they do, which I've just looked up, which was in my top three. What is that? Lime bar. The lime bar. There's not enough chocolate in a lime bar. Sorry. Yeah, it is. They're Nestle, and that is a genuine bar, which ranks pretty damn high for me. Um, Is it number one? I don't know, because I agree. Does it have enough chocolate in? But then my favourite protein bars, like the PhD Smart Bar, and they're kind of obviously derivative of a lime bar. Well, I was just really enjoying your face when Dr. Mike said that lint isn't a real chocolate. Like, I could see the sweat forming on your face. Like, the well, anger. I've not seen that face for a while. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, yeah, but I, I must disagree on the lint thing, where I think the lint bars are bars. What, what, what distinguishes their, it's their bar? It's not a bar. Yeah, but then you'd have to say the same about... Um, I suppose like a milky bar's almost comparable. But you wouldn't you wouldn't normally eat an entire lint bar, would you? Because it's like a hundred grams. No, 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 they do actual bar versions. They do actual No, they do they do bars for the for Lindor, but they're not bars. They've got they've got degradations in them. Mm. Oh right. Yeah. Actually, so is a dairy milk caramel, to be honest. So actually that's that's, that's a good point. That's, that's my question of like and one of my top three bars has as well, but I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that. Because you mentioned Kit Kat's not being be more of a biscuit how would like a twix rank in there no a twix is two chocolate bars yeah so what but then this is getting shady i have to break it (laughs) yeah there's more like think of the ratio though the ratio of wafer to chocolate in a kit kat is quite high like there's probably more wafer than there is chocolate if you add twix and the caramel together the ratio is better so therefore it's more chocolate okay yeah i'll agree with that i'll agree with that what were your top three, Mike? I feel like you. Yeah. I think this is going to surprise you, actually, because a crunchy isn't in my top three. Oh. Yeah, well, that's not in mine either. Yeah, and it, but there's, there's very good reason for that. A crunchy is, uh, like, so crunchy is an optimal chocolate bar for somebody who is um, loving of chocolate and conscious of calories. So it's one of the lowest calorie chocolate bars. So, so in terms of when, if you're, if you're considering calories to taste, a crunchy is the optimal chocolate bar. So it's, it's more like optimization rather than the best chocolate bar. But if we're forsaking calories, as I think we should for, 
for the purposes of today's discussion, then I would say that um, that my top three. So my my inf oh no, I've just remembered another one. Um, it's tough, doesn't it? Yeah. So actually, I'm going to categorize. I'm going to I'm going to extend the categories actually. So my top my top chocolate bars are. Um, the Reese's nut bar, which is like a, a better version of a Snickers. It's salty and sweet and caramelly and delicious. Unbelievably good. Um, a double decker, but I have to clarify that it's a double decker from at least five years ago because they've changed double deckers recently. The shape has changed, the texture has changed, and I'm livid about it. Does that mean we can include it then if you can't get it anymore? Yeah, we can still include it. Okay, okay. In the archives. And, and, and a boost. A boost is another, another top three. But also in the top three is Cadbury's Marvellous Creations. No way. Way. I've never had that. It's the no. most wonderful thing. So jelly popping candy. So it's basically got little jelly bits in it and popping candy bits and like candy shells as well. So it's it's an unbelievable explosion of taste and texture. I'm really quite appalled. Actually, I'm surprised. But I'm surprised I don't understand, that. Amelia, because you like you. If you're a lover of Cadbury's chocolate, you've already so far like denigrated two very important chocolates in the Cadbury's family. Like, how can you be so against crunchy and marvelous creations if you think that dairy milk is the best chocolate? Crunchy goes soft as soon as you put it in your mouth, and that's never a good. No, it doesn't. It goes crunchy. What once have you been eating that? <laughs> <laughs> it does. It's like powder. Cal and I had this discussion. It's like golden. She it golden dust, or some. She called it something very derogatory. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what it is. Put it in your mouth, and it's gone. Like a water set. I want substance, and I want. Density and I don't. I don't think you can compare the density of a crunchy to the density of a what's it. Like a what's it literally just melts as soon as it as as soon as it touches it's your mouth. So it's it's uh, it just goes around your teeth and then you just, it's just not no. It's not a good one. And also marvelous creations. I don't want something popping around in my mouth. <laughs> I don't. I just want to. It's horrible. They're too much sweet relative to the amount of chocolate there is. Like all the Cadbury's have done, they've tried to save money on cocoa powder, so they just ram tons of sugar into it in some way, and they've come up with popping candy. I'm on board. I'm not. Like, <laughs> so how about? Because I know they write they're different and they're like swaps in America, but obviously, like America isn't a Milky Way in the UK the equivalent to a Mars bar out there, and then over here it it's. And, and then their Milky Way is the equivalent to our Mars bar, but obviously, how does the UK Milky Way rank in your in your bars? Inferior. Inferior. It's quite popular. The amount of people, there was quite a few mentions of that one in um in in our, in my poll. As was and me, I'm shocked that you didn't mention this one, Toblerone. Oh, I do like a Toblerone. I really like a Toblerone, but do you know what my issue is with it? And, and this is a really, this is such a, I'm embarrassed to say this, but this is the fact. One triangle or one pyramid is 180 calories. We're not, and talking, I about calories. We're not talking about calories here, we're talking about taste, purely taste. Know, but it takes away the enjoyment because 
I don't count calories, but whenever I eat, and I can eat a whole one in one go. I actually did this with my friend the other day, and I can get two pyramids in my mouth, and I feel like that's an achievement, but then if I swallow it, that's 400 calories, and that's like two dairy milk caramels, and even though we're not talking about calories, it's like, oh, it's just... Toblerone, one triangle is, is 200 calories. But how big is the Toblerone you're looking at then? What are the... I mean, if you're going to get Toblerone, you get the one that's ginormous. In which case, does that then fall into the category you were mentioning earlier, Mike, of... It's not a chocolate bar. I would say Toblerone isn't a chocolate bar. But you get the small ones and then it is. No, because you, it's, it's triangular. Like, it's almost... It's against... Like, you wouldn't bite it. You wouldn't bite triangles off with your face, would you? Well, it can be done. I mean, that's, what that's what I did the other day. Cut my top of my mouth. But I got two in my mouth and it was an achievement. It's impressive. All right, Cal, would, what, would we classify a Terry's chocolate orange as a chocolate bar? They do a they do a chocolate bar. They're good though, right? They yeah. are good. And I'd clarify it as I count it as chocolate, just not a chocolate bar. They, it's they one with popping candy, which is wonderful. They they do I used to have the bar version when I was younger, and it's like yeah. the segments in a in a bar shape. It's nice. Okay. They they're good to be fair. I remember I can't remember the last time I had a Terry's chocolate orange actually. They're really good. I want Christmas. I do remember. Um Cal, top three. Yes. So, like, Toblerone and Terry's Chocolate Orange would rank highly, but obviously we're not classifying them in this category. Um, number one is crunchy, surprisingly or not. <laughs> it's because of texture and crunch. No! I love, I love honeycomb, so what are you going to do? Um, and then number two, which hasn't been mentioned yet, that I don't think any of you will like, is Snickers. Ooh. I like the Snickers bar. Have you had a Reese's Nut Bar, Cal? I've never had one, no. Okay, so I, I, would, I would beseech you to find a Reese's nut bar and eat one because they are literally, like imagine if you think about um, like just a really classy platinum version of a Snickers. Like I feel like Snickers is, is relatively generic in the same way that Milky Way is just because it's been around for a hundred years. Yeah. Like they haven't really changed it or done anything with it. It's almost like if they, if they built a Snickers from scratch today, it would be a Reese's nut bar. Mm. I mean, I need to try that then. Try it. Um, and then my third one, are we counting Twix as a chocolate bar or not? Yeah. I think so. I think I, it's up to you also in your individual top three, you get to, you get to choose. I, I do like a Twix. I tried the white chocolate Twix last time we went to the Alps and that was phenomenal. Agreed. Doctor might stop shaking your head. I, I just don't really like white chocolate. Have you tried the salted caramel one? Oh, that's phenomenal. Yeah. Did caramel Twix? I don't think I have, no. Well, you, you got me some pretty awesome ones from America, Amelia. I've forgotten the exact type. It was like a peanut butter Snickers, I think. Or an almond butter Snickers or something. Yeah, did I get you a PPG? Did I get you the pe no, peanut butter Twix? Did anybody try that? I don't think you got me that one. That's phenomenal. I probably did. I probably just ate it on the way back. Yeah. That's really good. You'd like that, Cal. It was that an empty raffle, <laughs> That could be an amalgamation of a Snickers and a Twix. Yeah. Next time you go to the States, highly recommend. Here's, here's the question though. Do you like your chocolate once it's been in the fridge or when it's at room temperature? That's a good question. I'm going to guess your fridge, Amelia, surely, if you like density. Yep. Uh, that's my answer. Well done. And Mike, you're after creaminess. So maybe well, it depends entirely what chocolate. So, for example, the only chocolate that I will intentionally have from the fridge is a Kit Kat. Mm. Mm. Well, I, love refrigerate, I love refrigerated Kit Kats, but anything else, nah. Mm. 
See, I'm a, yeah, I'm a fridge person. You've just got a fridge full of lint. Yeah. No, it's not in the fridge. No, my, my. Oh. Yeah, my. I, would, would, have, I would never put lint in the fridge. Oh, really? Exactly. The whole point. What yeah. about you, Cal? I like, I like fridge. Even a Snickers? Huh? Even a Snickers? No, the, the problem is, though, when you get like that amount of nuts and caramel and you, and you put it in the fridge, it then becomes quite challenging to actually eat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a Snickers would have to be kept at room temperature, but a crunchy I'd put in the fridge. Yeah. Then it, just makes it, then it just makes it disintegrate faster, though. Is it I know, but it's just the initial crunch. It's just like, you can't beat that. It's... It's uncomparable. Uh, honey is it? my, one of my favourite things. So I've never had this. So I've never had this, but I'm pretty sure it's pretty similar. A whisper gold isn't that pretty much a crunchy? No, a whisper gold is like whisp, whisper chocolate with like a tiny layer of caramel on the top. Oh right, I thought it was like it's a poor man's dairy milk caramel. To be honest, oh, thought, you know, yeah, whisper, works, whisper gold is is too much. Although I have to say. A whisper mint from the olden days was a wonderful thing. The media's just like Ooh, mint. <laughs> yeah. yeah, someone said Aero mint. I mean, that's oh. Aero yeah. chocolate's terrible. That's, that's Nestle. Mean? That's Nestle as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, Galaxy caramel. How does that compare to dairy milk caramel? I suppose that's back to what you were saying earlier, Mike. I really like a Galaxy caramel actually, but to be honest, because because I think when you when you introduce caramel into chocolate. It's so sweet that I don't, that almost, I don't, I don't think I would even have a preference between Galaxy Caramel and Dairy Milk Caramel. I just, I'd happily eat either, but I generally go, I'm not a huge fan of soft caramel and chocolate. Like I like it, but it just wouldn't, it wouldn't be my go-to. Like I will only really have that in celebrations or heroes when they're in the box, but I will really like them when I do have them. Yeah. Someone on here has committed a crime actually. Um, oh no. They put... Hershey's. Oh. oh, do you do you know what though? If you have you tried the Hershey's cookies and cream? Yeah. That's actually really nice. But Hershey's chocolate itself is is horrifically bad. Well that's what they put. So how wrong. No, no, we put they put cookies and cream. Oh, then cookies that's all right. Okay, we'll forgive it. I just saw Hershey's. It's a bit more like it's a bit like a crunchy milky bar though. It's just got bits in it with white chocolate. Okay. But they're pointless bits. They're not dense enough. They're just little little bits it just yeah, gets it's, it's thin chocolate it's a different texture completely i wouldn't even count it as a chocolate bar but anyway so tallying these up boost features quite heavily so do snickers and it does like it's a close call between galaxy and cadbury's on my can i ask people's opinion on a star bar Ooh. is that like a picnic no do you know what a star bar is i can see it but i've never eaten it. a star bar is a peanut boost oh wow yeah, so there's a lot of trivia and legend behind the Star Bar and all of different names that ended up happening because they, they were originally called something else. I can't remember what. Um, and then, then it was Boost. Because do you remember originally you could get a Biscuit Boost, a Peanut Boost, and then they even had like an Energy Boost that had Garana in it and stuff like that. But then they got rid of all of the other types of Boost and just had a Boost. But then a Star Bar was basically what a Boost, what a, a Peanut Butter Boost used or a Peanut Boost used to be. It's delicious. In fact, initially, popular in the mid-1970s, it was promoted as, quote, the munchiest bar ever. And in 1985, it briefly became Peanut Boost. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's excellent trivia. Did you study for this? 
No, this is something that actually, like, I, I discovered this because somebody told me that a star bar was very similar to a boost. I tried it and I was like, this is basically a peanut boost. I Googled it and I found that there was all this story behind it. Does your, what, have you, what you've just looked up, Luke, does that say what it was originally called? They were called something else. The product was also sold in Canada and Germany under the name Wonder Bar. Yeah, there, yes, it was a Wonder Bar, but there's also something, in fact... Wonder Bar? Um, no, nothing else. Look, you've not said your top three. Oh, yeah, so what did I say? Um, what did I say? My boat would be fucking up. Um, I said boost, line bar. I'm tempt. I'm I'm torn on my third between either, and I don't know how controversial this will be, either a twirl, Ooh. or a white chocolate Twix. I'm gonna give it to twirl because I like a twirl. So I my like question is, why is why is lint not in there? When you eat lint all the time, you had a lint Easter egg, and you talk about lint all the time. Because if we're going off the rules of lint's not a technical bar, like in, then I'm not gonna be able to include it. As chocolate goes, lint is the number one for me. And you've also got, you've also like confirmed suspicions that dairy milk is the best chocolate. In fact, I think probably all three of us have really. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I think, I mean, Galaxy. If I was going to have a dairy milk choice between a dairy milk plain or plain Galaxy, it'd be pretty damn tight, um, and that would be very dependent on how I felt in the moment. So I wouldn't be able to say that now. Um, but but no, I think yeah. In terms of the consistency of those bars, Cadbury's. I mean, they've done pretty well. I think we've all said boost apart from Mike. It is Twix Cadbury's actually. Uh, no, Twix, it, uh, I don't know. That's by Mars. Yeah, there we go. How does Mars rank? Just no point. Tell you what, there is a specific scenario that. Mars tends to rank unbelievably well, and I don't know why it is, but when we've been going skiing, you know, since I was born, and the, there's like, you go into any of the bars and stuff on the slopes, and they'll sell Mars bars, mm -hmm. and there's something magical about having a Mars bar when you're skiing. Yeah, I agree taste, with that. It makes it taste like three times better than it normally was, whether it's also, the air, the altitude. <laughs> also, since, since my A-levels, I have eaten a Mars bar before every exam I've ever done. <laughs> there we go. Until then, unfortunately, Susan Kennedy on Neighbours ruined it by saying that um, it leads to a spike in insulin and glucose, and oh. then you have a crash afterwards. And I was like, you're wrong, Susan Kennedy, because I've done it for every exam that I've ever done, and I've been fine. So I carried on. Yeah, so I think we've established from this that Mars has certain magical properties. properties that. Yeah. <laughs> hence the name is out of this world um but anyway so chocolate bars i think then we are, then the winner is the boost bar right because surely the boost that, bar in, that didn't feature in cows but it featured in all ours didn't it yeah most consistent performer yeah 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 this is consistent apart from size that's but other it. than the boost crunchy was the most popular yeah but they can't say other than though, because Boost was the most popular. You can't just exclude it. Sorry, but Boost over Crunchy. 
But I suppose like, we could have a separate discussion related to optimization for calories and actually Crunchy would win. Crunchy and Ripple would be the winners. Oh, Ripples are good. Mm-hmm. Ripples aren't good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now I'm talking between a Ripple and a Twirl. <laughs> yeah, well, it's tough, isn't it? But I think a Ripple is better than a Twirl. Yeah. But it's also, um, it's also significantly fewer calories than a Twirl. Yeah. It's only one, though. And yeah, but even if you have one of the single finger twirls, they're still quite high calorie for what they are. Mm. It's like a flake, I suppose. They're surprisingly high calorie. They're just mm. annoying to eat because you lose half of it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the problem with all of these ones, though. Crunchy as well. And you just, it just, just disintegrates. Whereas in literally flake, you'll bite into it and half of it will fall on the floor. <laughs> yeah, at least crunchy disintegrates inside your face. <laughs> inside your face. <laughs> Oh, wonderful. Um, but no, Boost wins that one then. Boost wins. Yes. Please with that. I'm just pleased Crunchy didn't win. Crunchy was never good. I don't think that was I I I didn't think it would be in your top three, Mike, to be honest. I knew it wasn't in mine. Um but no. Interesting. It'd be surprising to see the comments and shares this gets on social media with people saying absolutely disgraceful that we forgot X bar or something like that. It's difficult though when you're on the spot, isn't it? Brightman says Yorkie raisin and biscuit. Oh, a Yorkie raisin biscuit is wonderful, but I, I have to say the quality of chocolate in a Yorkie is very disappointing. And the number of calories that are in a Yorkie is just unacceptable. Like Yorkie buttons are probably the most calorific form of chocolate you could ever find. Really? Yeah, the, the big giant buttons. It's like literally a button and it's got 150 calories or 70 <laughs> or something. They do with that. It's unbelievable. Oh, wow. Okay, so we're going to move on to the next category then. Yes, please. Should we go with pastas? Top three pastas. Me and Mike were having this conversation. People are maybe going to be thinking, why have we just gone from chocolate to pastas? Again, we're going with how this this podcast was inspired. And it was partly due to a conversation regarding pastas and favourite forms of pasta. And on that note... Can I not go first on this one? Because I need some time to think about it. Yeah, I was going to say on that note, we'll give it to Mike because he has quite some some pretty well-formed ideas and thoughts here. So I I would go um, fusilli, like curly-whirly pasta, is definitely number one. That's my ultimate comfort food form of pasta. And it should always be cooked in chicken stock and served in butter. That is how you should have it. Um, Further to that, tagliatelle, and then I'm, I'm debating whether or not to go for my third form. I would go either thicker and go for pappardelle or go thinner and go for linguine or spaghetti, but I can't quite decide. I think, I think there's, there's a, in fact, I think we need, we need spaghetti and tagliatelle because then you, you kind of cover all your bases. You've got one ribbony, one um, strandy and one uh, pieces. So my pieces is definitely going to be fusilli. Yeah, perfect. Perfect top three. I challenge anybody who questions my top three. But, okay, who's next? Should I go? You go. Okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to agree on Fusilli, but the other two are going to be different. I'm going to go with Shell Pasta. Jesus. And the reason there being, you can fit so much of whatever sauce or whatever it is with, with it. In. No, I don't want to fit sauce into it. I, really, I think you get more flavour with, with shell, um, which is a key um, 
characteristic of pasta essentially how much um taste can you get per per mouthful and i think that's an absolute winner um i'm torn on the last between the staple of spaghetti so maybe i will agree with you on that but also i like and i don't know whether it's just because i associate lots of nice childhood memories and meals with it but i'm pretty sure i'm pronouncing this right but far farfale, farfale mm-hmm. like the one, that? one that looks like a bow tie Oh yeah, that's in mind, but I didn't know what it was called. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm probably going to go that because I have more memories of like that. I, I just remember when I was a kid and we used to have that and it was insane. Um, so it makes me happy, it brings me joy. And I think again, the shape of it permits probably a pretty decent amount of sauce, whatever, to be bound to it. And also what's really good about that pasta is that it's really dense in the middle and then like fans out so you get different textures in one piece. Which is exceptional. Mm. So those are my top three then. I'll go shell, farfalle, farfalle. We'll call them bow ties. Um, And uh, fusilli. Mm. Who's next? Cal? I don't don't think I can legitimately comment on pasta because I never eat it. Not even I've, when li- I've literally just had to Google the best types of pasta. <laughs> <laughs> What's come up out of interest? One, the one, the one pasta that I do like is the one where they basically made two pieces of pasta and then put like pesto inside it. Oh, ravioli, like ravioli type. Yeah, there's like a little layer inside it. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that is pretty good. But then, yeah, I guess the other ones are basically the same, but they're just different shapes, aren't they? What about macaroni, mate? Mac and cheese. No, I don't. I'm not a big fan of cheese. Yeah. The only the only cheese I like is um, feta. Bit weird, but make it with the feta. I like if I was oh, doing like feta. Hulimi? Say again. You like hulimi? Uh, yeah, from Nando's. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I wouldn't like buy cheese on a weekly basis. I'd have it at restaurants, but not not. I wouldn't buy it myself. But I'd definitely ravioli, and then. It's a tie-up between any of the others. <laughs> <laughs> See, I could happily eat, like, pasta just boiled in water with nothing else, like, as a whole meal. Really? I love pasta so much. And I love all of the different kinds of pasta in different ways. That's a bold statement. Well, with no sauce on it at all. I could happily eat it with no sauce on it whatsoever. Ooh, I don't know about that. But I would so that's say- my point. That was my favourite form of pasta. Is if you if you boil it in chicken stock, so it just has a slight like salty chickeny sort of flavour, and then you just you just kind of sauté it in butter once it's boiled, and that is how I would eat it. I'd probably have it with like a steak or some chicken or whatever on the side. But I, whenever I'm eating pasta, I try and eat as much of the sauce as possible, like to get rid of it, and then so I can just eat the pasta because I love it the most. It's quite yeah. weird, isn't it? Whatever you like. <laughs> Amelia, then? I think ravioli, too, also. Yeah. I had one the other day from somewhere that was pumpkin and sage. And but, that was- but I just think if you're going to say ravioli, you have to be specific about yeah. the type of ravioli. You can't just, because there's so many types of filling. For pumpkin and sage ravioli. It's a good one. It's a good one. Pumpkin sage ravioli would be number one. Number two is bows or bow ties. They were bows in my house because the texture is just the best. And number three, I like a penny, 
because I like to be able to put it on my fork and have like eat it yeah. like really easily on the spear yeah. of fork. Yeah. And that's really my reasoning. I don't really eat pasta very often. Fair penny's good. I just found it was I was just I don't know. I've never. I've it's never. To me, Penny's the one that you have as a student. So, kind of like to me, like I've never chosen it since. But having said that, I was recently forced into buying some Penny because it was. The, in fact, it was like I ordered it on a cardo, and they gave me. They I ordered something else. They gave me Penny instead. Um. So I'm going to revisit it. Oh, you're not going to send it back with an angry note. No. Like what you in this in 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 these times, any pasta is pasta. You'll take it. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. What's the winner? Well, what featured in all of them? Um, we both had bows, bows, bow ties, fusilli, fusilli, fusilli. Ravioli. A clear winner there. It's maybe a tie. Yeah, and it all depends really on Cal's choice of ravioli. If he didn't pick pumpkin and sage, then that's out. I've never no, had pumpkin and sage. Sounds good. Yeah, it's true. Um. So we could, I mean, this wasn't on the original list, but I'm thinking this would be a good place to go if then, like, pasta dishes as a whole. Like, how can we then apply, if we were to apply a sauce or something like that, what would be the no, best? No, because I don't really eat pasta in general. <sighs> Neither does Cal. So they were kind of like... Oh. <laughs> okay, can, in the absence of, of other strong feelings, then I will declare the winner a dish called oven spaghetti, which we've spoken about on a previous podcast actually already, which is basically the spaghetti version of lasagna where you have a layer of spaghetti, a layer of meat sauce, another layer of spaghetti, then a layer of white sauce, and then you bake it in the oven with cheese on top. And I know not with cheese on top, actually, sorry, with breadcrumbs on top, and it's the most wonderful thing. It does sound pretty good. I'm just looking at Amelia's face there, just pure disdain. I know. Foul. Everything yeah. about that. There's no but, cheese. There's no meat sauce. No, there is cheese in the sauce, because the white sauce, you can make, if you just melt mascarpone, it's like the richest, cheesiest sauce. It's wonderful. If, if we made that vegetarian, would you be more impressed with that, Amelia? I mean, I wouldn't say no. But then I, that doesn't really say much about me. It takes a lot for me to say no. Right. Well, that settles it, Amelia. The next time I see you, I'm making oven spaghetti. Okay. I can. I want to try it. Yeah. 2022. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have the next part of this podcast all sat around the table together, eating oven spaghetti. <laughs> um, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll go on to that then. Um, I mean, the next on the list was top three meats. But I don't know if Amelia would be involved in that one. She doesn't really eat meat, do you? No, I don't. Uh, dog's not included in that. <laughs> Cal, Cal just bought Ava on, oh, by the way. That hang on, my delivery has arrived outside. Oh, no. So while Cal's doing that, then, we'll move swiftly on to top three comfort foods. Okay. That's well, quite a good category. Cal, you'll come back in in there. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be literally 10 minutes. I'll be, I'll be back. Okay. I'm going to let Amelia do take the, take the lead yeah, on this and and you can, I suppose you we haven't got I hadn't done a donut category but you could include that here if you don't know. Mm. We might have to do a donut category, but I feel that's too broad. Okay. Oh, I feel this is very off the cuff. But yeah, that's what it's all about. I'm a bit sweaty actually. Okay. P B and J on Tiger Bread. You had that yesterday, I believe. I did have that yesterday. Actually, that was cornbread, but that's still delicious. 
Um, I'm not at the depths of hell. That's why it was corn red and not tiger red. Um, PB and J. Mm, mm, cinnamon bun, but a specific cinnamon bun. The Tesco Tear and Share four pack of cinnamon buns. Couple of those warmed. Couple of those packs, people. She's not talking about it. <laughs> I, mean, I think they're also, but no. <laughs> I'm going with two. Mm, that would be what. That would be another one. And mm, my third one is pizza because that just brings me ultimate comfort all of the time, even when I don't need it. Mm. I feel like that's yeah. I'm happy with that top three. Specific type of pizza. Mm, stuffed crust. Mm. Because density. It's controversial. No, it's not. Density is a big thing for you. That is interesting. I like dense. <laughs> <laughs> Withholds any uh, any following comments there. <laughs> my my deep in thought here. I'm really having to think this through actually because this, this is, is very very it's tricky. A, it's a difficult category. This this one and this is the thing. Like, this is a challenging podcast. I haven't been this intellectually stretched in a while. <laughs> um, I can't even remember what mine were PBJ, cinnamon rolls and pizza Okay, I'm good Right, Luke, what are yours? Fruit <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, You're not even kidding though, are you? Uh, no, I am kidding, I'm kidding. Fruit With a little bit of yogurt And some de- some lint and maybe a protein bar Nah That is a pretty good comfort meal though but That's um it's, it's, it depends on the environment I'm in. For instance, if I go to the cinema, I'd have popcorn. I'd probably associate that as comfort food. Oh, no, because there's no, right? Because popcorn, and I'm sure we've had this discussion before, popcorn is too light to be comforting. Like, it's just like, again, dissolves in your mouth and then it's gone. Where's the comfort in that? You want something that's so warm and comforting that basically as you swallow, it like, it fills you with... What was that again? People want that explanation again. Um, no, the um, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna put crumpets in there, and you said that you'd be disappointed if that was in there. I like a crumpet, but again, they're quite light. Like you're not gonna get a hug from a crumpet. Oh, I don't know. You have enough I of them. That's, the, that's what like comfort is quite an individual thing, isn't it? Like yeah. you actually like some people would find. Like would think like you know having a mango would be comforting because it might like if they've if they grew up in um i don't know like in like in the caribbean for example and they like they associate mangoes with their childhood like fresh mangoes from the tree or whatever then that might be something that they find really comforting whereas someone else who grew up in like a cold country like england you know like i don't know it's interesting isn't it yeah so i'm gonna go i'm gonna put crumpets in there um Though I could easily interchange that with hot cross buns, um, which I feel could also be on the list. So I think those are two. And that's the thing. Like I, I think the comfort for me would be I would eat it and I wouldn't want to feel like completely stuffed from it. I'd be like, that satisfied me and given me some satisfaction. But look, you wouldn't be completely stuffed if you ate it mindfully regardless. I, yeah. I mean, that's a valid point. It depends. <laughs> I know I know there's definitely people that would be like, Oh, I have a pizza and that's comfy, but they would essentially excessively overeat and their comfort might be feeling like they can't move like after Christmas dinner when they can't move. But I'm not very comfortable then. 
Oh, that's what you call shadow comfort rather than yeah. there we go so not so yeah so crumpets slash hot cross buns i'll put them both on um i'm quite partial to a nice ice cream but i I think i could put chocolate on the list like I, this is where the lint bar could enter very nicely of a, like a few segments of my favorite lint bar um hmm. i think that would easily go on the list so i'll put crumpets could be interchanged with hot cross buns then it'd be like segments or an entire bar of lint depending on how i'm feeling obviously eating mindfully <laughs> and then um and then an ice cream of some sort i like ice cream what no what ice cream be specific i know you're going to be controversial here i like mint chocolate chip ice cream love mint chocolate chip ice cream yes mike amelia absolutely i, I showed amelia a picture of the goat mint chocolate ice cream which is the yeo um valley i don't know what they call it yeo ice cream it's like organic mint chocolate ice cream and it has so many chocolate chips in it's almost unfair but that's a big plus in my book that sounds wonderful and 700 calories in a tub which compared to like a ben and jerry's which would be like 1200 <laughs> my space yeah it's not a low calorie ice cream no, no, that's it, wonderful. That 700 is pretty good for for like a proper ice cream and, it, and it's like cream and they make it with double cream or something and it's organic so there's loads of pluses there hmm and they do a salted caramel one as well, Amelia. I just think putting mint in chocolate and mint in ice cream, it just overwhelms the food and it, it takes away from the taste because you're just so overwhelmed with mint. I understand why people think that, but I don't agree with it because I think mint can be such a nice, refreshing flavour if it's the right type of mint. I think if it's like, if it's too kind of peppery, like if it's too pepperminty and too like, like hot almost then it's not nice but if it's very if it's a nice sweet mint and that can be nice yeah so i okay. that i think there'd be yeah crumpets uh, ice cream and chocolate crumpets slash hot cross buns yeah mm-hmm. and then lint, mint chocolate and i must say i need to try this lint dark chocolate honeycomb so do i i thought you've got it i have but i haven't tried it yet <laughs> Right, so I've been writing notes since we started discussing this and the things I've written down are, I'm going to have to work through these, so I've written down iced buns, uh, oven oven spaghetti, um, bread and butter pudding, but like a chocolate bread and butter pudding, or Lebanese bread and butter pudding which has mozzarella cheese in it which is unbelievably good. Wait, what? Yeah, it's like, like, it's... It's like a Lebanese version of bread and butter pudding. So you, you basically, it's, it's brioche, like a layer of brioche with all the crust sliced off. So just the middle. Um, pour double cream over it, like soak it in double cream. A layer of mozzarella cheese with or without raisins if you, if you, you want raisins or sultana, sorry. Then another layer of brioche, more double cream, um, and then uh, baked in the oven. And you serve it with like a light rose water syrup. It is oh. So where, where does the mozzarella go? It's in the middle between the two layers of the brioche. So it's basically a pudding lasagna, and they just use cheese to make it a little bit more literal. That's quite impressive. Oh, I need that in my life. Isn't because because you use like you use like the mildest mozzarella, so it's there's no it's not there's no flavour to it. It's not like pizza mozzarella, which is it's a bit more cheesier. It's it's just literally like the, the texture that it brings to it makes it chewy. It's so nice, so nice. Yeah, that's, that's really easy to make as well. The mic um, seven. <laughs> so, and then I've got Nutella pancakes, Ooh. like banana and Nutella pancakes. 
um, ice cream. Uh, and then I'm going to leave the other ones probably for my dessert section, maybe. Um, so I probably would choose banana and Nutella pancakes. Oven spaghetti. Ice buns and ice cream. As no, my you can't have. You I can. Have I, can. Have I can. I'm sorry. I, I, I interchanged a couple. Yeah. I just, I can't do it. I can't forsake ice cream. I really like ice buns. Yeah. I mean, you can add another one if there's something you feel strongly about. No, because I, I almost feel like you need, you need different sections, like comfort food as snacks, comfort food as meals, comfort food as desserts. No. Well, we're getting on to desserts in a second, so, yeah. Is so there it, are no cross, ice cream's probably crossover, right? So ice cream would run. That's quite a good one. Wait, would yeah. Because you, you said ice cream and Mike said ice cream. Oh, well, that one, yeah. Well, we haven't had cows yet, so. Cows, M-I-A. Cows comfort food is, I'm going to guess, um, Nando's and Halloumi from Nando's and, <laughs> and dog biscuits. See, Cal likes Lebanese food as well. He, what, he eats dog biscuits? No, no I was just kidding. <laughs> or am I? Uh, we'll leave that one to the audience to figure out. Um, but the, um, yeah, I think there'll be quite a lot of agreement in all our list. I think people will agree with, mostly with the fact that our comfort foods are legit, especially mine. So thank you for that audience. No one's ever found comfort. No one has ever found comfort in lint chocolate. I'm not, like I yeah. don't think anyone's ever. Do you know what? Actually, people will agree with you. The people that follow you on Instagram that see that you eat it and then also eat it, they'll agree with you. But realistically, nobody finds comfort in, in lint chocolate except maybe a white ball. Shots fired. Right. No, Lindor is incredibly comforting. It's not. Okay, I have a question. Lindor balls or bar? Balls. Bar. <laughs> balls. Well, you were keen to say it too, Luke. Oh, I know, no, so, I wasn't imitating you either. Do you want to know some interesting Lindor trivia? Yes. I when I was very young, M&S um, had a chocolate that was simply called Swiss milk chocolate. And it was Lindor in a really thin bar. So it was thin layers of chocolate with the, with the melted bit in the middle and, and the squares were quite large. And it was the most wonderful form of chocolate ever. And they discontinued it, or they didn't discontinue it. They just changed it. Swiss milk chocolate just became like a chocolate tablet. Um, and it was very sad. And then Lindor was exactly the same, but that's why I think I, I still to this day prefer the, not the bars that you get that are like, a thick bar, like a single person bar, the one that is like a tablet of Lindor. I really like that. I think yeah. it's better than the balls because I think the balls have too much filling and I prefer the actual chocolate to the filling. Yeah, I'm not going to lie as well. I remember, in fact... <laughs> Sorry. What, what? What? I think Amelia is being crude. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just thinking, there was a time when we made a cake um, and we it featured white chocolate Lindor bar. Wow. And it was pretty good. And what, you, melted into it? Yeah, we used it in the thing. Mm, you, I did that when I made Blondie's melt white chocolate. That was with you. Well, that was with me? Yeah, that oh, had, the white chocolate, had the white chocolate Lindor bar. 
Have you made that like Victoria sponge cake? Oh, clearly I've blanked out. <laughs> 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 I distinctly remember you saying it was the best chocolate bar you ever had. Um, case closed. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, Next. <laughs> um, desserts. Top three desserts. This is going to be a tough one. Look, you have to go first on this one because it's your turn to go first. Number one, and this is undisputed for me, obviously, um, is when we go to France same village we always go to we go to this every on our first night and our last night we always go to the same french crepe restaurant um and they do a crepe which is called a croque gourmand and it is crepe with nutella um broken up speculose biscuit on with then whipped cream and a ball of salted caramel ice cream and it is honestly the best thing i've ever had in my life like Every single time I ha- I go there and have it, the first mouthful is like I put my fork my fork and spoon down, and I just sit back and be like, oh my god, and it is glorious. Um, I think that's featured on my story, so that's in there. Um, I like I'm impartial to a good tiramisu. Um, obviously has to be a good one, and then also a cheesecake, but I'm going to go for the standard. Like a really good, like New York cheesecake, no real extra fancy stuff, just a, a kind of original cheesecake. If it's really good, I know you'll disagree with that one, Amelia. Do you know what? I just don't like. I I love to make a cheesecake, but I just don't really love a cheesecake. I don't. Yeah. I feel like it's a very male-dominated area. I That's think. why it's nothing to do with taste. You're just a feminist. <laughs> dominated i always thought cheesecake was a dessert that like lots of women really really love whenever i'm trying to impress like men friends or otherwise i'll make them cheesecake and it tastes yeah when do you when are you trying to impress other people you should only be worrying about impressing yourself this is true spoken like a true feminist that's not me i'm always trying to impress men with my baking that's how i get by in life um the fact that i'm single probably says a lot about my baking skills also (laughs) Um, no, I think cheesecake is male dominated. Okay. Well, I think you're incorrect. But anyway. So your, so your top three is those delicious crepes from your place in France, cheesecake, and what was the other one? Tiramisu. Tiramisu. Interesting. Yeah, when nailed. When nailed. And I, that, I'm that's, fully on board with all of those choices. I'm not going to lie. Tiramisu when nailed is rare. I uh, agree. Like, so when you find it, don't let it go. I'm adding that to my list to nail. I feel like that could impress people. Yeah, tiramisu is a wonderful thing. Depends on how you nail it, Amelia, so just be aware. <laughs> Mike, what are your top three? Um, okay, so I have to give an homage to um, like sponge and custard from the youth. I think that's very, very important. Like a raspberry jam sponge and custard. Wow, um, that is wonderful. I also like crumble and custard, but I probably, if I had to choose one for all eternity, I think they're too similar to have both. So I probably would go with sponge and custard. Um, probably because it's rarer as well. Um, then if we were going in like the cake sort of variety, I love a chocolate chip banana cake. That's my personal baking specialty. 
but I also love a chocolate cake. So I'm going to say cake as one of my desserts. Um, and then it's got to be like an ice cream sundae, like ice cream, like as a creation with textures of other things. So like, so the ideal would be something like um, vanilla ice cream or maybe chocolate ice cream as well with bits of like brownie bits, marshmallow bits, um, like crunchy bits, like all of the bits. <laughs> so yeah. much texture, whipped cream on the top, like a banana split even, I would, like I would happily have just any kind of ice cream sundae, bit of texture, bit of ice cream, perfect. That's just reminded me, and we'll just move swiftly onto yours after I've made this comment, Amelia. Um, the frozen yogurt, and a really good frozen yogurt, or if you're American, frozen yogurt, um, with all the bits and bobs from like a, a there's a better one in LA, but like the Pinkberry. Uh, Jesus Christ. You, you want yogurt land. You want yogurt land. This is like tenfold better. But also, that's totally not a dessert. That is like a snack. It's potentially a meal if you get a good enough size. It's not a dessert because you need to be like relatively hungry for it and then just go ham on the toppings and then all the different flavours. So did you just give permission to binge on toppings there? No, I said <laughs> in accordance to your hunger. That's what I said. Um, but that's like, that's such a, such a good one. Uh, pancakes with banana and Nutella and strawberries as well. That's yeah. more of an afternoon snack, I would say. <laughs> Wait, so what was a good one, Amelia? Mike's or the frozen yogurt, if, if done well? Mike's were good. The cake was good. Not a fan of the chocolate ice cream. I, feel I know. Like... I knew. I just saw, I saw you starting to sweat there. Yeah, because chocolate ice cream is not, it's not dense enough. It's not chocolate. It's like milked down, watered down chocolate. And that's not good enough for me. Like, I would rather have a chocolate bar with vanilla ice cream. And same with Nutella. I feel like Nutella is a waste. Like, I'd rather have chocolate. It's just, mm. no, it's not, it's not enough of chocolate. It's fake chocolate. So mm. that's I love Nutella. I think Nutella is one of the most, the most wonderful things. Mm. Well, my top three are Victoria Sponge, because classic, but proper with strawberries, but like buttercream or cream, potentially with a little bit of ice cream or custard. White chocolate Linda in there. White chocolate Linda in there. Why not? Oh, I do remember it now. Yeah, that, that's that's one of my faves. So, so you put a white chocolate Linda in a Victoria sponge. I I recall we cut it up and put it in the layers, like the the, the like the cream layers. Oh, yeah. in the cream, not in the actual cake itself. No, yeah. but if when I make blondies, I melt it and cook it into the sponge, and that is divine. It's so that good. Sound good. That does sound good. Mm. Also, am I allowed cinnamon roll as a dessert? Yeah, 100%. Cinnamon roll, warmed, a little bit gooey and crunchy on the top, specifically from this place in California that they do them warm, and they're like the size of your face, and they're just divine with walnuts on the top. Mm. and what else did I have a donut and specifically on this one the PB&J donuts from uh, what's the Nottingham one called donuts donuts the PB&J one from there because they put like a cylinder of PB in there and it's just mm, Wait, that's your best one so where's the J do they put it in the donut see I think that I only had the PB&J the first time and the next time it was just PB 
Yeah. So what I, the problem I have with the PB&J donut from Donuts is that to me, it has a layer of PB on top of the donut and it has a splodge of jam in the hole. Yeah. And I, and I, I have a problem with that because I want it mixed together like it should be inside the donut, I think. No. Um, no, because you want to be able to have a bite of jam and then a bite of PB and then a bite of PB. Yeah, but you can't because the jam is suspended in midair outside of the donut. So when you're biting into the donut, you're just getting bread. You're not eating it properly though. You either break it up and then just stick it in your face in it or you need to take bigger mouthfuls, like shove some more in your mouth or chop it up into four and eat it from like the inner... I mean, yeah, like a pizza. Okay, so I mean, I, I, I just... I, my argument would be that in the... in the like Because I love donuts as well, but I would always go for a simpler combination. That, like, so for example, my favourite donuts donuts are quite the, like the simple one, like the simple glazed one, or there's one that they did at Body Power, which was like a vegan lemon and raspberry one. So it was just like a lemon and raspberry glaze, which was so nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was the cookies and cream one. So it's just got a bit of sprinkling of Oreo on it, but it's just a glazed donut. Like I just, I like the donut itself. And I think when they overdo the toppings, sometimes it's a bit too much, much like I find with a burger, to be honest, when there's too much stuff in it, it's not right. You know, I'd still rather have the density. Yeah. It was interesting there, though. I respect, I respect you, and I respect that decision. Thanks. I appreciate that. I would say it was interesting there, Amelia, with getting a donut and shoving it in your face. Does not sound particularly mindful. Um. <laughs> I think I you can do it. That, but the fact that I know what it tastes like means I'm registering that I'm doing it. Yeah, to be fair, I eat certain things quite fast, and my, my parents might be like, oh, need to save for that and i'm like i'm i'm pretty aware of what i'm eating actually mm-hmm. i just, just eat it a little bit faster there are some foods that you don't want to chew 20 to 40 times and take 15 minutes to eat and i and i do think often sometimes remember we got donuts luke and we did we sat down and we cut them up and we took ages to eat them from donut time in london or cross town yeah but other times no you just want to shove it all mm-hmm. in your mouth i agree yeah and i think you had like half a donut and i was like what <laughs> um but no the um i think yeah donuts how i mean are you much of a donut connoisseur mike i mean i would consider myself to be a donut connoisseur i i i love donuts very much Mm. but um i yeah i mean i like i'm a big fan of all donuts i find that the um so like I really like this, like if you go to like one of the fresh bakeries at um, like Sainsbury's or whatever, and you get their fresh cream donuts, like the, the long donut that's, that's like split down the middle, it's got fresh cream and, and jam in the middle. That is a wonderful thing, but not the ones that come in a packet, they're bad. Um, so no, the ones that come in a box, you can get the, you can get like a box like called cream cake selection and one of them will be a don a finger donut with cream in it. Okay. That's not good. It has to be the bakery one. Okay. Um, the ones in the bag with jam in them, I think are wonderful, but very messy. So I often don't tend to go for them just because they're, they're very messy. I, I tell you what I don't, what I'm not a particularly big fan of is like the fairground donuts, like the fresh sort of deep fried ones. Don't really like those. Agreed, agreed. Like they're just nothing. No, Again, it's just batter. Batter. Um, but I like the smell of them and 
I also like the the really bad, cheap, you know you can get boxes of mini ring donuts covered in chocolate? Love those. I used to love the McDonald's ring donut that was like a cinnamony donut with covered in chocolate. Wonderful. Um, So I'm a lover of all donuts, really, but I just, the less complicated, the better. I mean, to be honest, I love Krispy Kremes. Mm. And I know that that's a bit controversial, but I really like them. So are we... I don't know if I can do this. I probably could. I've had more than three donuts. Could we do a top three donuts? I can do a top three donut. I can do a top three donut. Let's go then. Amelia, you're the donut queen. Take it away. Okay. Oh, God. Okay, number one, PB&J donut from Donuts. That is interesting because I thought the ones in LA would rank way high. No, that one is fantastic. Number two... Is oh, which one's my favourite? An apple fritter from this tiny little place in LA, in Cali, actually. And it's like you know how they have the donut shops everywhere. But is that a donut? Yeah, yeah, it's classed under donuts in Cali. And they're ginormous, right? It's like the ugliest looking donut ever. It's the size of your face, but it's like I think it's deep fried, and it's like. It's like really chewy, warm donut with like chunks of apple and then it's like got an icing on the top. It's the ugliest, best looking donut ever. So that would be, that's actually my number one. Donuts is number two. And number three is a toss between a 50p custard donut from Tesco because they are fantastic and very comforting. Let's go out of nowhere. I can't believe those things in here. Or the one, there's another place in Santa Monica called Sidecar Donuts, and they do the best donuts. And I, but I can't think of my favourite one. They do a s'mores one, which is fantastic. They're like, in Cali, it's hard to get trans fat free ones. So it's trans fat free. So they're really, really fresh, quite pretentious, but not so pretentious that there's not enough filling. You know, they're not small. They're still substantial, but fresh. Mm, that one. Sorry, Tesco. So, yeah, that's my number three. But the first number one is ugly, but it's delicious. So, apple fritter, PB&J from Donuts, and last one was? Was the s'mores one from a place called Sidecar Donuts. Boom. With density at first, and then, yeah. <laughs> Mike? So, number one um, would be just any glazed donut from donuts so like i would probably say the lemon and raspberry one that i had at body power is the best one that i think i've had um number two Ooh. i'm gonna go with i think the the crispy cream biscoff or the crispy cream reese's but before they changed it now they have they have it with biscoff flavored cream and reese's flavored cream whereas before they had pure biscoff and pure reese's that was much better. Um, but the Biscoff one was phenomenal. They did a Christmas one like in 2017 that had like, it was like a, a, a glazed Santa on the top and Biscoff inside. And it was one of the best donuts I've ever had in my life. Um, and then number three, I probably will then just go traditional and go for the Sainsbury's jam and fresh cream donut. Nice. Cal? What was the question? Um, what is 
Einstein's theory of relativity. Oh, God. Uh, give me a minute. <laughs> top right. three donuts, but also you missed out top three comfort foods, so you have to give yours for those too. Top three comfort foods, number one, granola. Number two, granola. Number three, <laughs> granola. <laughs> simple. simple yet effective. I like it. The top three donuts? Has anyone ever had a Crosstown donut from the London place? I have. I like them. The lemon coconut one that they do there is very, very good. Yes. Good choice on that. Um, it's po- memories of post-show here, Carl. Yeah, we went there the day after. It was brilliant. Um, oh, the other ones are hard. Yeah. I've had a donut time. I've had a... Nottingham donut shop's okay. Um, they get quite creative. I don't, I don't think you can beat Crosstown because it's just... There's, there's no, they haven't like filled them full of junk they just taste they're like well made and they taste really nice and you don't feel crap after i think they taste too much like real food for my liking that i think that's why i was a bit disappointed because i the one of the most disappointing donuts i've ever had in my life was the pb and j donut from crosstown because it's like a tangy black currant jelly that it comes with and i'm like this isn't so i want mm. but the crosstown ones are very fresh they are nice they are. Yeah. They are good. They are really good donuts. The, the plain one, I think, and that's why with them I'd go plainer because you can really taste the dough and that is very good. Mm. Did anyone have the, the Oreo cookies and cream one that Krispy Kreme did last year? They did it for a short period of time. It was very good. I think so. That was nice. I think so, no. Um, I would go with... Um, donut expertise is quite poor. Yeah, same. I mean, I, I was I was tempted, but I think is my experience with donuts was muddied because I they featured in an eating competition which ended in it in them. It was actually just before we met for the first time, Mike, um, and it just um, I just didn't enjoy them by the end of it. I think so. You, you you did an eating competition with them. Yeah, I had, I challenged Mike um, from. Oh, to, um got my ass handed to me um on a donut platter um but the i think the one i do do recall being very good was the millionaire shortbread one and then oh, kind of, yeah, yeah 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 no that is excellent but i think that's the difficulty isn't it i think like i'm and i for the amount that i love food i'm very much not a fan at all of things like eating challenges i've never mm. never taken part in anything like that because i just I feel like it's almost it's trying to take food and make it unpleasant like yeah. and I don't I don't understand well, the point in that. That was my Achilles heel was I took like three bites of the first one and just slowed down because I wanted to enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't force myself to I was like this is too nice. I feel um, like I'd be the same. And then uh yeah so I'd say the millionaire shortbread one ranks because that was memorable in a rather not like unpleasant experience so it must be pretty good. Um and then we went to, when we were last in New York, the Donut Pub. And I had one of their Cronuts, which was Ooh. insanely good. Um, and I think what I recall as like a banana cream sort of thing. And that was actually really good as well. That sounds good. Banana cream is a good show. So those three will be mine. Um, so, um, we don't have a clear winner here. No, I mean, Donuts probably feature in it. Actually, no, they didn't. They didn't feature in cows. I know they didn't. Um, I'm getting hungry. All this talk of donuts. Dangerous, isn't it? Yeah, I deliberately ate a big meal before we did this so that I wasn't hungry. Just, just veg? Just veg? No, I had actually a bagel with cheese. Oh. 
technically that's a vegetable. So, what, a baby what? vegetable? Yeah, it comes from yeah, it's grown from wheat. Wheat comes from the ground and. Vegetables. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, the um, it's like the whole fruit chocolate is technically a fruit because it comes from a a what, cocoa bean. But anyway, um, uh, so anyway, should we do last category? What is it? Well, the last one I'd actually written would be what would it's not a top three. It's like what would be your final meal if you were on death row? Okay, that's a good one. And you, and you have like the choice of absolutely anything and everything you want. The, the 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 obviously the crux of this is if you're actually on death row, I doubt you'd have much of an appetite. But let's imagine we do. That's a tough question. Cows is obviously going to feature granola heavily. Yeah. Do you, can you have courses? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Three courses, Maggie, not ten. Well, yeah. <laughs> Well, it depends. If you want to go by French standard, you could have seven. I got a tasting menu, yeah. Okay. So who's first? Okay. I'll go first. Go, mate. So I would have a pasta course to start with. So that would be spaghetti <laughs> bolognese. Um, and then for um, main course, I would have burger. But not with too much shit on it, obviously. No. Well, not with any shit on it, actually. Uh, <laughs> I would have probably cheese. So my ultimate burger topping situation would be one like leaf of lettuce, um, some ketchup, some cheese, and that is it. And where would the burger be from? Like sourced from grass oh. cows? Yeah, like <laughs> well, I, I would probably like if I had to choose like a chain for my burger. I probably would have a um, would probably be a Byron actually. That's one of my favourite chain burgers. I was gonna, yeah. You'd have to be specific because I can imagine the prison guard. If you said I'll have a burger, he'd just yeah. Locals, like, Not like cooked in a prison kitchen. Yeah, but all right, he'd just say burger. Um, and then for pudding, I would have like a massive ice cream sundae with all of the different types of ice cream and uh, toppings that you can imagine. Okay. And sponge and custard. So literally a kitchen sink of ice cream. Yeah. I like it. That would be quite pleasurable. Except the spaghetti and the burger. That's not pleasurable. Each to their own, Amelia. I know. What's yours? I would have to start my mum's artichoke soup because it's the best soup ever. And yeah, I'd have artichoke soup with crusty white bread and butter. Then I would have a stuffed crust, large Papa John's pizza, a Greek one. And on the side, I would have chips, cheese, and salad cream. And then for dessert, I would have, me and my best friend make this thing. And it's called a giant skillet s'mores peanut butter cookie cake. And basically, it's the best thing in the world. Basically, we get a big pan. And we make, we make cookie dough from scratch and put it on the bottom. Then we spread it with peanut butter, put graham crackers, marshmallows and chocolate in the middle. And then we make another layer of cookie dough, put it on the top and then we bake it. So then, in, then it gets like really gooey and bubbly. And then when you take it out, if you cook it just right, it's like just chewy cookie dough, crispy on the top with melted stuff in the middle. And that's just delicious with ice cream. So that would be my dessert. 
Yeah, it sounds pretty good. But did that make it into your top three of desserts? No. no because I, I actually forgot about it. It's also not really a dessert because when we make it, we just. Eat it. I was to say that's a meal. Yeah, we eat that just from the pan with a spoon. I mean, but they do do those mint, like the cookie dough things in restaurants, now, don't they? Quite not the same though. And also, this one is filled with love because it's me, and my best friend. So that has Fantastic. that. Mm, I want it right now. How would uh, you? Oh, you yeah. No. Uh-huh. Cow death row meal. Death row meal is it? Start a main and dessert, or just main and dessert? You can have as literally as much as you want if you want. Like, it's your final meal, mate. <laughs> I'd I'd make it such a big meal that it delayed the execution. <laughs> We're three days late. I'm sorry, I haven't finished my food yet. <laughs> so it would either be a burger with Mike or a really good steak. Oh, you chose to spend your last meal with me. Yeah, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then a mixture of regular fries. And sweet potato fries, but not the chunky ones, like the longer, thin ones, that I think are better. Mm. Um, and then for dessert, I would have... Ooh, it's, hard, it's tough, isn't it? I would have... You know those pazuki cookie things? Kind of like you just described. I would have one of those, but half of it would be a cookie and half of it would be a brownie. And I'd have ice cream with it, and then I'd have a bowl of granola, and then I'd be good to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good to go, boys. <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly surprised sushi didn't feature in there. Yeah, I know, but it's not like I'd have that maybe for a starter. But yeah, sushi's not like sushi's like a good way of getting calories in whilst enjoying it. It's not like a meal I would have before I die. Yeah. So, so yeah. Good decision. Yeah. I like right. your dessert. I've never had that, but it sounds right up my street. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. Mm. I'm going to go backwards. I'm going to go dessert would be obviously that. Obviously, dessert would come last, but would be the crepe I mentioned earlier. Too easy. Yeah. The main, I don't know where this would be allowed, but I'd basically go to the restaurant that you and I went to in New York, Cal, where they were walking around with like every piece of meat possible. Oh, yeah. And you just get what it literally just goes to town on every type of meat possible. Tell them the story though about the desserts at the end, how they screwed us. Oh, that was pretty, I'll tell that after. Um, so that would basically be, so that's a restaurant where you go, it's like one of those Brazilian restaurants, but you have the coaster that's green on one side, red on the other, and if you put it on green, they just keep coming around the table with like massive skewers of like every possible meat in the world, and it's unreal. So if that's not allowed, it would be a massive rack of ribs, because I like ribs. Um, and then... Starter would probably be like spaghetti carbonara. Oh no, starter would be there's a thing that I'd have you have in up the mountain. It's like a French delicacy again when, when we go skiing or in the summer we'd have it, and it's called a tartiflette. I love tartiflette. Yeah, and it's basically, <laughs> Mike knows, and it's basically like a a well how would you describe it? it's like a bowl or like a dish basically just like a like a like a skillet pan and you bake yeah. it but it's like potatoes Onion. cream onions cheese, cheese bacon. bacon like it is it's just it like, is lardons it's unbelievable wonderful you have, you have that with french baguette and jesus like your life's over yeah like that would be a good one to go out on because you'd be like i don't think it can get much better than this now it's like dauphin rice potatoes but with extra Cheese. Bacon and cream. 
yeah. I feel sad for your last meal, Luke. I'm going to be honest on that. I am judging you for that because <laughs> it all sounds pretty grim. <laughs> it all sounded grim. I mean, that... the crepes, like, okay, I can get on board with the crepe, right? They're pretty inoffensive. But again, I mean, it's mostly substance, right? No, it's mostly like topping and not a lot of substance. So, like, whatever, I could do it. No, you, seriously, if you had that crepe. Just make me nuts. Yeah, but you're not a meat eater, so you wouldn't get if someone said a rack of like the best ribs in the world that like fell off the bone with the best barbecue sauce on it. Yeah, I wouldn't. And potatoes, just often wise, potatoes and bacon on top sounds absolutely grim. Yeah, it's not just like that's not it, if that makes sense. Like, it's like it's one of the, it's like Marmite. You can't, until you've had it, you can't judge it. And what happened at the what happened at the restaurant where they um, ruined your dessert? Oh, oh no! Well, so me and Cal, I think we must have consumed because you pay one of those set prices, and it's quite it's not cheap. One of these places, I don't know, but we definitely ate like a consi- probably there was like a table of obese gentlemen to our left, and I think between and there was like four or five of them. And I think me and Cal between us ate more than all of them combined. Like, but like and, it was really, really good quality food as well. Oh, it was it? unbelievable. The, 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 like the quality of the meat there is insane. Um, and then they bought round, and we were like at the point where we were kind of like pretty much done, but we had done like 30,000 steps that day walking around New York, and they wheeled out the dessert trolley as you do. And we assumed that the price of dessert was included in the price of the ticket. That's what I was like the main. <laughs> and um, they wheeled it up and I think we'd just gone, oh no, I think we're fine. And then we saw it and we were like, all right. So we had like two each and there was, I think I had a tiramisu and some other type of cake and, cow, or, and a cheesecake. So I mean, Cal had a couple of other things and we just kind of shared them as you do romance. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and then we got hit with the bill and each dessert was like 15 or $20 each or something. <laughs> and we got absolutely nailed. And we just looked at it and we were like, Okay, that's how they get them. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> lose a lot of money on the meat because we we worked out that we must have had between us like it was insane upwards of two hundred dollars, two or three hundred dollars oh, worth wow. of meat, and then obviously they make it back on the puddings when they don't tell you. It was still worth it, but we I kind of looked. Um, what's that bloody uh, diner called? Um, Stardust Diner. No, the famous one with the um, pastrami sandwiches. Oh, um, uh, Cats. Cats' Deli. Yeah, Cats' Deli. That was insane. Yeah, that was pretty good. Oh, actually, one of those sandwiches could have featured in comfort foods, to be fair. Yeah. Mm. Top sandwiches could have been a good category as well. But anyway, that was um, quite an enjoyable conversation. So really, the clear kind of outcome from this whole podcast is that crunchies are not the best. Food bars are potentially one of the best, all things considered. And Luke Hoffman has awful taste in food. Wow. And that, I think that's kind of the three main points. Wow. <laughs> we always get to end a podcast with some salient take-home points, isn't it? <laughs> I've had none of you guys. We didn't get Cal's top three comfort foods, did we? Granola, I, granola, granola, granola. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would be... I thought I was going to see Lebanese food in that, to be honest. No, no Lebanese, like, Lebanese food would be there. That's what I had. Uh, that was my post-show meal, Lebanese food. Yeah. yeah. Uh, probably more hummus than a human should ever consume in one meal. Oh, mate. Hummus. How did that not feature? Hummus and flatbread. Yeah, that could there be a So cool. many wonderful foods that we've just yeah. not got around to discussing. Well, that would feature in my death row meal. I'd probably put hummus on everything. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, either people are going to agree with Amelia and I'm going to get absolutely roasted in the offset of this um, podcast or um, people are going to disagree and say that I have style and taste. I feel like it's potentially a biased audience. Yeah. If you disagree with me and you agree with Amelia, don't ever listen to this podcast again. Well, exactly. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm kidding. Um it's had so many people drop off when they're listening to that now. But all right. Um, but no, that was very pleasurable. And once again, for the last hour and 20, hour and 15, I think I forgot about everything bad that was going on. Oh, yeah, same. That's a nice, that's nice. Yeah. And I really want a donut now. Like, yeah. I really want one. Well, the barrier is only loads of other human beings. So if you want to go and expose yourself to them in... And like, not that way, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> you can go and get a donut. Um, anyway, thank you guys. Thank Thanks you. I hope people enjoy this completely non-educational podcast. But I actually also feel like they'll have learned something. I agree. I agree. Yeah. All right. That was good. Yeah. You're still recording, Cal. I am still recording, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am so how to close this. Like, what should we, like, how should we close this? Um, we just did. Oh, well, I'll close it again. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>